What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, your weekly podcast about movies that have been remade, rebooted, sequelized, done over and over and over again. For better or for worse, they keep coming. As always, I'm your host, Blake Schultz, and with me today is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And a special guest from Hyper RPG, Adam Halavik. Hello. Adam, Thanks for having me. How you doing? I'm great, man. I'm super excited to talk about Halloween. I'm very excited. I love it. I'm very excited. Yes. <laughs> yes, we're doing Halloween this yeah. week, the 2018 edition, the now this Legend of Zelda timeline we've created where there's oh my God. four different ones. This it's... doesn't exist today, but on Wednesday it might exist. That's right. I had a fun time. I actually made a video about all the timelines, and people. I was surprised how many people were like, wow, I didn't realize this franchise is so, so crazy that there's so many different stories happening, and like some things are removed, some things are added, some things are retconned. I'm like... That's movies for you, man. Yeah, this was definitely one of the first franchises that's doing what I think is becoming more and more popular. Yes. Where you don't just remake a movie, you don't just reboot a franchise. Mm. Now you take the part you like, yeah. and you cut out cut the out rest. The and add on to it, yeah. <laughs> and now you make Terminator 3 and ignore 3 for the TV show right. and, and all the other ones. Yep. And Halloween, in a very weird way, pioneered that. And never really publicized it. I think no. like when H2O came out, they were just like, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. No one really cares anyway. Yeah, exactly. Which I feel like also like at that time, yeah, I, I, no one was really paying attention to to movies in that way, really. No, until we got like these Star Wars and the superhero Connected movies big, continuity exactly. was really something you talked about in comic book shops and pieced mm-hmm. together. It, it is very much how I used to feel. I used Legend of Zelda as the reference because that was my gaming franchise as a kid where I was like, but is Majora after Ocarina? And what about the Oracle <laughs> yeah. of Seasons? And where does this all go? And then eventually you just got to make it up for yourself. And that's very much how I feel about this Halloween movie. To yeah. me, this is my ending. This is where I'm like, great, we yes. can make as many more as we want. Yeah. But if you ever like sit me down or like, if Halloween had to end, I'd With be like, it ended in go, 2018. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so let's do some general thoughts. What do you guys think? Overall. Um, overall. So like, I think the, my biggest thing going into it was, a lot of the talk about the movie going back to being simple, which I love, yeah. going back to more of what, Car- what Carpenter did with Dean Cundy in terms of the cinematography, like really making cinematography effective. So I think that was the biggest thing going into it. And I feel like for the most part, they pulled it off. Yep. And I walked out of the theater being satisfied. There are things about it that I thought could have been done better and maybe a few things that didn't work. We talked about some stuff prior to recording as well, which I thought was super fascinating. Um, but I think for the most part, like I walked out of it going, okay, cool. This is definitely the best Halloween movie that's been made since the original. And I, there, I don't really think I hate any of the movies in the original continuity. There are movies that I'm like, woof, these are brutal, but like they're, they're cheesy and like kind of ridiculously fun. But I definitely think that like this one, is definitely, if you were to ask me to rank them, this is definitely, I would say, the best one since the original. So I walked out of there being pretty satisfied. I would very much agree. I just went through all of them. Yeah. <clears throat> so you watched all of them? Uh, yeah, every single one. God we bless bought, you. Yeah. Was, <laughs> which worked out. I had a few sick days where I had a yeah, cold yeah. and was like, hey, I'll just, if I'm going to watch these ridiculous ones, I might as well be like jacked up on NyQuil while yeah. I do it. Let's make it the best <laughs> the best of both worlds. So Buster Rhymes um, oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, and to me... Trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> like most slasher franchises... I feel like the campiness comes as much as we want them to be like grounded and scary sure. and, right. and poignant. To me, that goes out the window in Halloween three, and it doesn't really come back until now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it just gets bonkers. Yeah. Yep. And in some ways, 
I like a little bit of bonkers. Mm-hmm. I like a good Halloween six mm-hmm. where we're just cranked up to the nines and we get into these weird <laughs> pagan and druid rituals yeah. oh, and God. curses and supernatural entities. The curse of Thorn. Oh my God. It's just preposterous. Yeah. <laughs> but what I like more is a real threat. Mm-hmm. And that's what this movie did to me. To me, it really did examine Michael Myers as a serial killer. Not as a supernatural entity, yeah. although he probably is because he takes some hits in this yeah. like just a champ. Sh- he just walks it off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you take six shots to the gut and you fall out of a story, two-story building, yeah. you're probably going to yeah. not be human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something else is going on. I don't know if they had Kevlar in the 70s. <laughs> but, um, and to me, that's what it did well. But it had a lot of nuanced performances. Mm-hmm. I thought all the women had very good story arcs. I thought... Whether or not it wasn't always deep enough, and we'll get into this, but I thought they did a good job of actually trying to have something to say, which I think is now something Blumhouse does really well. When he wants to make a horror movie that has a point Mm -hmm. and heavy themes, Mm -hmm. he does. And I felt like this movie had those ideas, and it scratched the surface of it. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I thought it had good scares. I thought it had good tension. The atmosphere was great. You brought up the cinematography, which I thought was wonderful. It tickled the nostalgia by having that pumpkin in the beginning. Yeah. And that just got me right in the mode. Font. It's like the font that's yeah. a little yeah. out of focus. It wasn't like digital sharp. Yeah, it still yeah, looked yeah. like it did on a projector. And I I just had a good time. It was a movie that to me was like, this is fun. Yeah. And I don't need much more than fun. I no. love it. That's how I felt. Like I there's I walked, I was like, there's nothing, there was nothing new or original put on screen, but what I saw re- reminded me or harkened me back to that original film. And sometimes that's just enough. Like, if you give me a, a kind of continuation of that, then I'm having a good time, then I'm not, yeah, there's some things that I'll nitpick and we'll talk about them as we go along, but overall, I had fun with this. And to see Jamie Lee Curtis just back on the screen as kind of being almost sort of like the Sarah Connor from one Terminator 1 to Terminator 2, where we get that the weak kind of scared Sarah Connor in the first one to this one. Now Lori was the scared girl in that first one. And now she's like, no, I, yeah, I might be crazy, but I know what the hell I'm doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, and that was, I've heard a few people say, oh, well, you know, she just becomes Sarah Connor and we have Sarah Connor. It's so different though. It's so, it's so different. Because to me, Sarah Connor was somebody who was going to do the right thing no matter what. And pull everyone along. Yeah. Where Jamie Lee Curtis was the person who will be like, well, maybe what's best for these people is if I leave. Yeah. She was the person who will go off and still plan and scheme and work on it, but she'll sacrifice in a way that Sarah Connor wouldn't do. Plus, to me, Sarah Connor was like a very tactical fighter. Like, she became a soldier. Right. Yeah. And to me, Laurie Strode didn't become a soldier. She just didn't want to be a victim again. Yeah. You know? And that is what gets into the bigger ideas in this movie are this idea of playing the victim and predator versus prey. Mm -hmm. And that's where I thought it shined the most Mm -hmm. is when you really did see Laurie Strode dealing with what happened to her 40 years ago. And these deaths are still with her. And there's all of these really powerful moments where you really see the effects that trauma has on a person and on the family and what this really does to you psychologically. Mm -hmm. It felt very real to me. Like it never felt campy or ridiculous. There was never a moment that I didn't buy Mm -hmm. because it's a traumatic event. And to really see that come through to its logical conclusion of not wanting to be that anymore, I felt was just very honest and earnest. And I thought she played it brilliantly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's one moment in particular in the movie where they're at the dinner scene and she has this like mental breakdown and she 
you can tell that she's very conflicted with what she should do, whether or not she should leave and get away from all these people or she needs to stay and protect them. And you just see all this emotion coming out and it's played so incredibly well. It made me emotional watching her. Like I felt like I was watching a documentary for a second. Yeah. It was so incredibly well acted. Yeah, because I mean they do real well with showing that Lori and, and Michael are each other's yin and yang. Yeah. Because one exists, the other has to exist. Exactly. Too, they, go, they go hand in hand. So yes, yeah, she's she also knows that because of that, she's the beacon to him. So if he ever is coming back around they're coming. She's he's coming for her. Yeah, and she's like, "Well, I gotta push my family away enough, but I still want to be a part of. Them. Like, I still want to be at your graduation. I still want to. I still want to be in your life. Mm-hmm. But I know if I get close, all the people that I care about have died. Well, and that's <laughs> what I loved about that dinner scene. And we'll get more into spoilers in a minute, so this will still be very light. But you do see in that moment this huge conflict of trying to be normal. And trying to just be at this family dinner and relax and engage and talk to the boyfriend and get to know her family and be with these people. But she can't shake this literal ghost. And she has to do it. I sometimes say when people have to talk about problems, be it depression, anxiety, whatever it is, sometimes you just have to say your feelings at someone. Mm -hmm. And that's how that felt, where she was yeah. just there and she was like, yeah. I just, I, I have out. to get it out. Yeah. You don't understand yeah. and it's coming and it's happening again, but also I, I want to be here. And to watch that kind of pull yeah. was something that we've never done in any other Halloween movies. And it no. really set it apart to me in a very real way. Because the original Halloween had these tangible characters that were still a little, I don't want to say tropey, but they made the tropes. Yeah. They made the babysitter and the slasher tropes and right. all of that stuff. And when you see it for the first time, they are new and original and interesting. And yeah. it, that is very much a movie that is just Predator getting its prey. Even if you compare it to Halloween H2O, Halloween H2O, like that Laurie Strode, you don't see, you you get one scene with her and Adam Arkin where she talks about the history of what's happened. Right. It's a surface level. Yeah, but you don't really get an idea of the trauma right. that's that's occurred in her life. You like you get the feeling like she's moved on, she's moved on. She has a few moments with Josh Hartnett yeah. where she like kind of loses it for a second. But this movie, it's like from beginning to end, traumatized, dealing with the trauma. How do I fight back? How do I survive? Like, what do I need to do? Yeah, she's almost more Sarah Connor in H2O because she yeah. kind of just picks she's it up and is like, I'm going to yeah. Like, let's exactly. do this. Exactly. Which I do love that moment. It is great. Shot. She's always like, Michael! Michael! With I'm the axe, here. yeah, I did love that, yeah. I was like, oh man, here <laughs> we go. But this to me was much, much better. I also thought that they did a good job of showing the granddaughter juggling the wants and needs of her mom and dad yeah. and wanting this grandmother, grandmother in her life. Yeah. Which was another thing that you don't see a lot in most horror mm-hmm. is someone kind of dealing with this multi-generational problem. Yeah. And one of these people has gone through the literal trauma of Michael Myers and the other one has gone through the trauma of the trauma yeah like this who you shouldn't raise a kid this way i learned how to fight it was all of this stuff i just want to be normal Mm -hmm. and to her the granddaughter normal is having this family yeah she's trying to get to her own sense of normalcy by bringing her family back together in kind of an impossible situation where like they can't break down the walls and you can't really get to laura strode without 
all of her baggage, mm-hmm. which I thought was a, a great angle for her. And she also played that well. And there was a lot of balance with her character. And mm-hmm. she felt like a real high schooler dealing with, like, boys yeah. and dances and yeah. shitty guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, we're just full of those now mm-hmm. in the world. <laughs> 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 That's the other thing I liked. was, like, there's a lot of stuff that I feel like is going on right now. Like, that, that dude 100% was just like, I'm going to make my move because she's into me. And it's like, yeah. she just wants to be friends with you. Yeah. <laughs> Leave her alone. I know that you're drunk, but Jesus. <laughs> it's funny because that's when... There were a couple uh, before that, but that's when I start. Something started to bother me with certain aspects of the film, and like, yes, those boys do exist. My problem was, we start the body count in this is much higher than the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, but I care less about a lot more people that die here, and I was like, I don't have an attachment to a lot of people that die, and then sometimes they mess it up. Like that guy, we're speaking a little bit in spoilers, but that guy's death, who had just basically throwing himself on her, probably would have been better had he not done that. Had he had just... Because like, I thought the, the actual death scene with the the, the motion sensor lights was great. Yeah. yeah. Like, his death was kind of wasted because you just two minutes ago made him a dick. So now him dying doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. Where if you had left him still being kind of like, oh, I'm taking care of her, and then he died, I'd be like, oh, man, that kind of sucks. When well, you're died. empathetic towards right. him, and then he dies, you're like, damn it, no. Yeah, but now he died, I'm like, oh, well, you know, he's yeah. kind of an a-hole. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like the weird kind of balance that I think horror has to strike, because there is, and not necessarily in the Halloween movies, but in other horror movies, there's a sense of, like, sin and punishment. And you mm-hmm. do something bad, and you die. It's the scream rules. Yeah, yeah. And so you get that, so you're like, yeah, he got what's coming to him. But you're right, there is kind of an emotional disconnect when you're like, oh, yeah, well, no one really cares about this guy. Like, the other two, the babysitter and her boyfriend, I was way more invested in that. And it was still mostly because they had good riffing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, they gave us that humorous scene between her and the kid she was watching. They yeah. was like, okay, I have at least some type of attachment to him. But there was a moment where Michael was just going around murdering like three people, like yeah. back to back to back. I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. Or yeah, I should care. And I, no, I was just, I, I completely agree. And I think that that's one of my biggest things that we talked about a little bit before was like Annie, Linda, and Lori in the original movie. You get to know them enough that you may not know them perfectly. But you get to know them enough that when they do die, yeah. like you feel something for I, those and characters. I get what happens because a lot of times in the older horror movies, they would take the first thirty minutes to kind of just like we're just going to let these kids kind of like breathe and like do their yeah, thing yeah, with yeah. kids, and then when we were going to put them through tumultuous situations. Yeah. Nowadays, hard, especially with this generation, they don't allow hard to breathe like that. So they're like, we got to just throw as much time as much yeah. as we can. So sometimes characters get lost, and we don't really have time that time that mm-hmm. we usually get to build. Um, which sucks, but the one thing that helps this movie is that we still have Laurie kind of being yeah. beacon. They like, well, you've been here before with this this woman, yeah, and I yeah. think that's why it gets a pass to me. I do agree, you don't care about a lot of the deaths when he's just going off like he's got a superstar in Mario <laughs> Brothers. I th- I th- I think th- I think that one shot that that single take is awesome. I love it. Yeah, but it's that thing of like. Okay, but why is he killing people? And that's where... Is he just getting his, like, grease in his wheels again? Yeah. Well, he almost feels like he's getting upgrades. Like, he goes from a hammer to a knife. Right. And now I was like, oh, he's just getting... He's doing a Metroid. I made a lot of Nintendo He's leveling up. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to go get his morph ball back and his various suit. And, you know, it's a very... I would play a Metroidvania game with a horror character doing that. Um... But that's either, I do like a good body count, I like good deaths in my yeah. horror movies, yeah. but you're right, when it doesn't have that emotional impact, they need to be great deaths. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, one yeah. of them is off camera, right. yep. like the one where he, he stabs the girl through the neck. Well, I think, oh yeah, that's right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we see a lot of, 
we know a lot of people die, but we see a lot of what happened to them mm-hmm. post shot. Like we'll come back to the shot and like, oh, Michael, that was that was effed up, but you just yeah. did it. but we don't see it in the moment. So it's sometimes weird. You're like, all right, it's a weird choice to make when you already have the R rating, right? Mm-hmm. If it was a PG thirteen Blumhouse movie, I'd be like, okay, cool, you're showing me brutality, but you're keeping your R your PG thirteen rating. Yeah. When you don't have that. Why not? Yeah. Just show it. It's brutal. Yeah, yeah. But the other weird part in having that, this kind of random killing to me was there was always a sense in, I guess, timeline A, Halloween 1 through 6, that he had a purpose as a serial killer. Whether Mm -hmm. it was rules or a target or revenge, there was a sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. And to investigate that from like Loomis's perspective of like, well, why is he doing this? What's driving him? is an interesting case study and it makes mm-hmm. the character interesting it makes the movie more interesting right. it makes you it makes this how you make a murderer netflix series idea fascinating yeah. it's why people watch these shows exactly. and then when you just have him on a killing spree it does kind of become like oh is he, he this is just he's, he's a killer great yeah. that's less interesting he's just a killer yeah. got it Lewis yeah, yeah, was right yeah. kill it and be done with it mm-hmm. there's nothing to study here right. he's just yeah. there's something broken inside of yeah, him yeah yeah and it almost makes the new doctor's arc a little less impactful, who's trying to understand why you kill and what it feels like to kill, yeah. for it to then just be like, I do it for funsies. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> okay, well. I have to say, I did not like that character at all. Oh, yeah. do we want to get into spoilers yeah, then and dig into these characters? Him, <laughs> I was going to say, for me to get further into it, now we got to spoil it. So oh, this is boy. your warning. If you haven't seen it, if you're the one of the like 20 Americans who haven't gone. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, whew, we'll get into the box office yeah. later. Cause, yeah. Because I have a lot to say on yeah. that. Um, so full spoilers. You've been warned. Skip ahead a little bit. When we're done spoiling, I'll tell you again. This is it. 2018, Halloween, spoilers, go. The new Doctor character. Yeah, I don't know. There was it was it was one of those weird things where like I'm watching this movie and this Doctor character shows up in the very first scene and I'm like, great. It would make total sense that Michael Myers would have a, someone who took over for Doctor Loomis to further investigate and watch over this character. And then this character does takes a turn, you know. 75 minutes into the movie, 80 minutes into the movie, and I'm like, okay, this dude's like a bad guy, but not because you get the sense that he's like just obsessed with Michael Myers yeah. and he wants to know like what makes this character tick, what makes this character motivated to want to kill, and it just felt it felt like such a switch, so it sort was of random. Stark and random. Yeah. Where did that come from? Because no, there was no build up. No build up. To yeah. See that coming. Yeah. And I guess like you can say that's smart. But that looked just cheap. Yeah. All of a sudden, just go left. So I didn't mind it because I also just am the kind of idiot who likes the almost Dexter-esque character who's Mm -hmm. like, well, how does it feel and why? To really understand. Yeah, it's almost Siler in Heroes. I have to see how it works. Which I love that element. And I think Dr. Loomis, to a sense, was like that too. But there was still like... He had like this resistance or he understood that at the end of the day, Michael needed to be stopped. And this doctor was like, I'm kind of willing to let him do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you Loomis's character to me wanted to examine him, to understand it, to beat it. The enemy you know is better than the enemy you don't. Yeah. This guy was broken too Mm -hmm. and just needed to know, like there was something carnal in him that we also don't understand. And to me, that arc of like, 
why be a murderer fit a lot better with the podcaster. Mm -hmm. If he had had the switch, because he comes in and kind of does the... I agree. He seemed more on edge when he was speaking to Lori. He holds the mask. He does the victim blaming. Exactly. He doesn't really buy into Lori's story. He's the one who's like, he's misunderstood. Yes. He's a person. I'm like, "Mm, okay. Yeah, he's killed five people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's misunderstood. I'm divorced twice and I'm a basket case. Yeah. Right. And to me, to have the doctor do the switch also felt weird as a legacy to Loomis. Yes. It felt very odd. Especially since there's a line that Laurie says, like, he's the new Loomis. So that means, all right, cool. Yeah. From this point on, you are now what the audience is going to reference as being the doctor. Exactly. And, like, when, when, when she says that, when, when he's called the new Loomis, I'm thinking, like, okay, then that means that Dr. Loomis specifically pops probably picked Chosen. this person right. to, to, to be... The next Loomis. I'm like, man, Dr. Loomis would not would pick someone like him. that. Yeah. No, yeah, he would if he had been studying Mike Myers the way he was, yeah. he he'd probably see the sign. Exactly. It would be all like, well, let's not yeah. get that guy near the serial killer. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. just something some obsession off. happening here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He seems a little too happy to be yeah. like, no one should be like first day on the job, yeah. Mike Myers. <laughs> That's right. Let's do it. <laughs> um But I also I like the scene in the car after he makes a switch mm-hmm. and he's talking. He was like, well, we need to know what he's going to say. We need to see him speak. I need to understand him. I'm not interested in what trauma does to the victim. I'm interested in what trauma does to the victimizer. Or, yeah. The victimizer is what he says. And you know, the why and the what and how come, and like, what does it do to your brain to kill somebody? And I was like, that's actually a very interesting angle mm-hmm. because as much as we want to be like, he's a murderer, he's a bad guy. There is an interesting subtext of like, what is going on? Yeah. yeah. It just seemed like that. I just felt like that story arc belonged with, with our people the, yes. who were like, I'm going to try to trigger him with the mask. Exactly. And as close Moses to him like, as I can get. Yeah. Was on the line. I mean, they, the filmmakers are the reason why everything happens. Right. Really, if right. you think about it. Yeah, they're the inciting incident. Exactly. Because they also, they imply that there's like some shady stuff with the bus, but they never fully explain that or yeah. go back to what happened. Yeah. So you're sort of, which makes sense because you don't want to give away your twists. Yeah, but yeah. It, it then gets into this like, well, was it planned? Who mm-hmm. planned it? Is there a right. bigger was, narrative was here? Was the doctor doing these seeds the whole time to kind of right. put him in this position to be let loose again? Like, yeah, yeah. Don't really get that? Right. And to have this big theme of like, of I, I guess victim shaming, victim blaming, and believing a victim and believing the victimizer, to have mm. two characters, almost three, if you want to use Judy Greer in a different way, sure. be against the victim and no one be like, no, he is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Off balances that idea. Like yeah. there was no counterbalance. There was nobody being like, no, we really need to make sure that we get Laurie Strode's advice because yeah. she went through it right. and it's ruined her. Who cares about this guy? Mm-hmm. But everyone you meet is like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's the interesting one. And her right. family is like, no, you're insane and you're ruining us. And I was like, ah, they're. We need some sort I guess the audience is that counterweight because we sure. believe her, but you don't really get to dig any deeper than that without a counterbalance. Mm-hmm. Like it just kind of scratches the surface of right. this idea. And Allison is kind of that, but again, it doesn't, it just scratches the surface. Yeah. And she's so young and new to it. Right. Right. That it isn't like, because she never really even is like, well, guys, the boogeyman exists. Right. She almost is like, I want grandma back, but maybe this isn't as. Yeah, it's one of those things that sometimes when we talk about stuff that happened like 20 years ago, a new kid's not going to feel it because they're like, oh, that's that's something you old folks talk about. So she, yeah, yeah. Uh, she still wants to have that connection with the grandmother, but 
she has no like this boogeyman. She, she doesn't get it. Actually, a folklore for her. Like, yeah, it doesn't have yeah. any type of resonance with with her. Exactly. Yeah, it's like in Logic's song with Wu Tang, where he says R I P O D B, and a lot of new kids are like, who, are like is who is O D B? And I'm like, oh my god. There's actually, and it's funny too because like. There's actually a line in the movie that's in the trailers. I don't think it's in the final cut of the movie, but Laurie Strode actually says, like, to, to kids today, like, Michael Myers is just a myth. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if it made it in the final cut. Kind of. I think where the idea landed was when the kids are all walking and they're like, oh, wasn't that his sister? And she does, yes. oh, those are just yeah. stories. Those are just stories. Told, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I did love that. Yes. That was I great. Liked, you and can it either. Clears ne- up part two? That's right. Part two, the hell out yeah. of Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you either get into there's like three different timelines sure. or it's just like, hey, those are myths. Right. And I right. sort of like the idea. Because it almost gives you this like Star Wars Legends universe right. now yeah. to be like, hey, we can make these movies forever. Sometimes exactly. they're just camp stories. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of dope. Yeah, let's do that for a while. It gives now. you a lot of creative like flexibility. Yeah, you can like jump back to the 70s mm-hmm. and do like a Halloween 2.5. Yeah, you go to yeah. the 80s. You can do whatever you want now. Yeah, like yeah, to yeah. me, that cracked the door open. If they want to do some like a Halloween story, that's right. <laughs> Focuses on Han Solo, <laughs> but everyone's really there for Donald Glover. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, and seeing kind of that idea come forward is interesting because mm-hmm. it does kind of make everything a myth, and you do get more and more into this. Like, it's she's just the old nutcase right. who lives up there, and will do something for three grand to talk to a podcast. <laughs> and I loved that it was a podcast. I did too. I immediately smiled. I was yes. like, oh, I know that I do three of those, but that's very funny because <laughs> they are now the uh, rock band of the eighties. Everyone yeah. had a garage band. That's and then right. Nineties, yeah. everyone did stand up. Yep. Now we all just record in podcasts. That's right. <laughs> how did you guys? Because this is the first time that's happened. How did you guys feel about? humor being added to this film because it's the first time that it happens in abundance like you get a little bit of it in some of the h2o and resurrect like mm-hmm. but this is the first time they actually have like comedic bits yeah because like in the in the original one the only like i think genuinely i think the only time i laugh in that movie is when lupus goes hey lonnie get your ass away from there i think that's like literally the only moment in that movie where i'm like oh that was funny i think the rest of it is like just very just tense tight. yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind it. And I know, like, we talked about it a little bit. It's nowadays in movies, I don't know if they feel like it's an obligation or for whatever reason. It's just kind of like the times that we're in. They feel like um, that we always get some sort of humor to sort of break the tension for yes. a little bit. And I didn't mind it. I didn't feel like it took anything away or added anything crazy to the movie. It was there. The little kid who was clipping his toenails. I love that scene. Was so funny. Because when it was, it was well done. It was funny. And it also kind of gave us a, a character development. Yes. The fastest way you can. With, between with the babysitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, there, But there were moments when I was like, I don't know if this fits. Like when the cops at... Um, are having a little banter about the sand, their food and sandwiches. This like weird pulp yeah. fiction reference like, okay, they put in. I was waiting for Michael to just come in there and kill them really yeah, quick. Yeah, these guys now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, th- there are definitely moments like that where it's like where it drags out like that, and I'm like, this was unnecessary. We could have used this time to develop a character right. a little bit more, but for the most part, it worked for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there was moments where I was like, that's very funny. I did laugh at the dad's like penis jokes. I hated that, and I, that's when I was like, I, I want him to die. I think I yeah. really liked it because. It just didn't make any sense to be in the movie. And a part of me was just like, why? Yeah, <laughs> why is this in here? Weird dad just like, I spilled stuff on my dick. Yeah. Like, what? Like, oh, okay. What a strange thing to say to your child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I've what? been in a lot of places with people I'm comfortable with. I've never been like, guys, I need to tell you some stuff that's going on with my dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little wet. Yeah. 
I have to clean it. Yeah. I'll be right back. That, that actually uh, was the first act of the movie, and I was like, oh, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah no, I had that yeah. moment too there. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's David Gordon Green at Pineapple Express, but I, I kept that seeing horror. That was the thing. I kept seeing horror and comedy were cousins, and he'll be able to pull it out. Look, look at Get Out. Please, yeah. please. Please, God, don't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. So there were moments, the kid and the toenails. It was great. That landed. Yeah. But I yeah. was just not expecting that. That kid was freaking he hilarious. Was yeah. Oh, yeah, he's going to be a star. Yeah, he was so great. We can bring him back as the Paul Rudd version. I'm so Halloween down for that. Are you kidding me? Timeline. Yes. You, you better get out of here. You're not going to survive. And I'm like, I love this kid. He's the best. Right, this, <laughs> this boogeyman up in here yeah. just runs away. So funny. Completely does not help anybody in that help. house. Does not help anyone. help her because I'm out. And we, <laughs> we, we'd find out nothing about what happens to that kid. And oh, I'm no. like, this is great. There's this a great. lot of people that made it out, and you're just kind of like, where did they go? And yeah. Yeah, yeah, just enjoy them. Ignore movie. her problematic boyfriend. Yeah, that's right. Made out with that weird painted woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw her, I was like, nobody at high school is painting their full body no, to be no, a no, cheetah. No, no. No, this is just a little bit much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, if you're gonna cheat on your girlfriend, have some fucking discretion. How are you gonna do it in the middle of the dance floor? <laughs> like, you're if you're gonna big be, dummy. Like, right. I saw that. I was like, dude. <laughs> Either way, you're being a dick, but you can do this with a, a hair yeah. more of class. And then he just throws away her phone yeah. like he's not the yeah. bad guy in this yeah. situation. Yeah. Dick in this situation. Yes. I want that dude to die right away in Halloween. That's the beginning yes. of Halloween. The next oh. one comes. Up. Yeah. I want the pumpkin to decompress, but it's just his head. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be amazing. <laughs> and I'd be like, ah, oh, great. We don't even need to see him die. Yeah. That's fine. Um, yeah, so humor was hit and miss. It didn't, it, but it never took away from the movie. No, the parts not for of the me. The movie no. that I liked were strong enough. Where I'm like, yeah, sometimes the jokes didn't land, but mm-hmm. Maury Strode. They got right yeah. back into the tension. Like the cop scene happened right before we got the switch, and I was like, oh, all right, well, fine. As long yeah. as we don't stick in this. And then that last act was bonkers. Yeah, yeah. I loved everything in the house. <laughs> and that's where I keep getting high on. Yeah. Let's talk about this ending because <laughs> yeah. I keep. I realize now as I walked out of that movie, and I was like, "This might be a perfect film." That's and then what I because you're on that then high. I took yeah. a day. <laughs> I was like, "This is a really good movie with an ending that I fucking love." Yeah. yeah, I I honestly like the movie ended. I wish we had more cat and mouse. Oh, that could it was have been so dope. Half the movie. It was so cool. Her going to room checking and closing. I was like, I can watch this. This is badass. Like Twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. The uh, first time she hits that shutter, I was just like, I'm in. Yeah. Yup. Yup. No, it was great. And I, I think that the other thing too is like, Michael Myers comes back, and the the movie, or maybe it's the advertising. It makes it seem like his mission coming back is to get Laurie Strode. That's what it seems like. That's what the trailers made it seem. The like. podcasters make it seem like. They're they're egging him on and maybe influencing him to go back after Laurie right. Strode. I didn't really get the sense that that was the I don't movie. Think so. I, I, it seemed like he didn't realize until he saw her yes. on the street. He didn't even realize that Laurie was like existed. Oh, existed that was around. one of my favorite things they did though. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like this movie, you got to give it at least this scene when she yeah. looks up and sees him, and you think they make eye contact, and it matters and he does. so. He tilts his head. Yeah. It matters so much to her. Yeah. And then she takes that shot and it's a mirror. It's real, it's yeah. Meaningless to yeah. him. Right. To me, I was like, oh, that's the yeah. character right there. Yeah. He is just random. Yeah. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. The people in his wake who are ruining their lives and his his obsession. It very much felt like um this is gonna be a really weird walk. There's a Godzilla comic book with Mecha Godzilla, and the guy piloting it was in like the first attack. Mm-hmm. And he opens up the cockpit and he looks at Godzilla and he's like, Why are you doing this? You keep coming back. Why? Tell me why. 
And Godzilla just screams and walks away. And you're like, yep, he's an animal. It sucks for you, but there is no resolution. And I love that they had that moment where she's just like, I get this now. And he's like, I don't fucking care about you. You mean nothing to you. Yeah, no, you're just the ex that's hung up. I've moved on. (laughs) I've slaughtered so many women since you. (laughs) I've been going for broke. (laughs) It has just been a Mike Myers marathon. Yeah. but when you do get into the house, and you're right, this cat and mouse Tom and Jerry game they're yeah. playing brings out what she's been doing for 40 years, and it comes down to this like one master plan, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's brilliant. It is. I thought it was great, and they homage the first movie when she falls out. Yep. The, the theater the, erupted the when that happened. like, yes, queen, yes, yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> no, when he looks down and she's gone, I was like, this is this is what I've been waiting for. This yeah. is the Halloween movie I've been waiting he for. sit up again. I was yeah. Like, this is great. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they bring back so many small homages in that mm. moment, but add so much new stuff to the franchise. Yeah. And and Judy Greer. That's, That's what I was gonna say. Judy Greer to me, I, I love I love her in the first Ant Man. I did not like what they did with her in the second one. She was so she, just like really she was kind of just like she the, was just so clueless about everything that's happening. In this movie, you have that moment where you think like, oh my god, why 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 do they keep doing this to Judy Greer where she's this character who's like afraid and clueless and all that stuff? And then the switch happens. I'm like, this was the best fucking moment in this movie. Yeah. Judy Greer just stole the end of this movie. It was so good. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, this one over here, she started screaming in the theater. She was like, yes, yes, oh, I love it. It's I great had because had it has her getting it and then Lori right behind her. Yeah. Hey, Michael. I was like, oh, this is like Happy, Happy Halloween, Michael, Michael, where she like comes out of the yes. shadows and like, this is what I'm here for. And that was, I try so hard when I'm seeing those movies to not be like too loud. Yeah. And I come around them and be like, oh, Oh yeah, and I was like, I'm so sorry. Oh, and then and Allison then, gra- grabs the kitchen knife, is like yeah. stabbing him. And like, in that moment, yeah. I'm just like, like yes, fucking god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are now at a concert, and we are gonna rage. <laughs> this is dope. Yeah, no, that that whole cat and mouse scene was. That's like my favorite. I love I love the single take. I think it's cool, but I think there's some like randomness to it that I'm like, oh, I would have liked a little more justification. But at the end, when it's just her trying to hunt him down. And going through all the rooms, closing all the doors, it was just like, and it's this feels so crazy. It's something about seeing the shot of Michael just looking up at the three legged, like the three generations of Strode, like, yeah. these are the motherfuckers that did me. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I'm going to go out. Damn. <laughs> and it just takes that idea of like prey and predator, and yeah. I'm not going to be a victim anymore, right. but I'm going to play into the victim role to mm. ultimately end it. Yeah. And when those gates come up in the yes. basement and it's every room, that's yes. what I love. Cause at first yeah. I was like, just the basement. They I was like, is she about to nuke her family <laughs> yeah. and be like, sorry guys, it was crazy. we all yeah. have to go. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh man, if she had a plan, if he was in any of those rooms, he was yeah. going up and I was like, if I tried to do that, I would like forgotten one and he would have gotten out <laughs> <laughs> or had some escape trap and be like, well, if I got locked in, I need a way out. And then he would have found it and been in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> and I would be like, ah, Rats. And I also feel like at the end of that movie, and let me let me know how you guys feel about this. But like, I think it got to the point at the end of that movie where because she's going, she's clearing all these rooms. She's determined that if her family makes it out, that's one thing. But I I almost feel like she was ready to just like give it all up, like end her life if she had to, yeah. to make sure that like Michael would. There was one die. thing that kind of logistically didn't make sense to me mm-hmm. was in the final scene in the house. Um, I don't know. I can't remember how much time Lori and um, Karen were like underneath already. But yeah. Michael got her husband up into the closet already without 
it didn't seem like enough time it existed for him to get that him. was that was the one thing that i because when that happens and all that starts stuff starts happening and then she starts cleaning the room i'm like wait a second when did he get ready right. into the into yeah. the closet that was the only thing i was like okay i'll let it slide but that's also those weird things that like work for us watching the movie but yeah. he's like when is when has mike myers ever done this before yeah when right. has he ever been like see you'll never be rid of me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like he's just a meaningless guy mm-hmm um, which you know I like a lot more. Than and maybe him. some of that also has to do with like some of the stuff that they reshot. Yeah, and they oh, probably yeah. just didn't catch it. Yeah. Like, oh sh- crap. Yeah, or they're like, oh, we didn't f- come up with a resolution for this. Screw it. We'll just yeah. deal with it. It's yeah. fine. People accepted Paul Rudd throwing down those dice and stopping. <laughs> yeah, stopping friends. Michael I think, Myers. <laughs> <laughs> we got through the Rob Zombie ones. I think we can accept. Yeah, it I think, quickly. We think we're okay. <laughs> yeah. Because even when I was like a kid, when I was like, I watched the first Halloween when I was like eight, because my dad Same. was like, yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, and it traumatized me. Yeah. No, I. It was a bad idea. <laughs> Sleeping in the dark was the worst. Oh, yeah. No, I'm still to this day, if I'm home alone, like, just got to open this yeah. slowly. Is the closet door shut all if the way? There's a man in here. He's going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a plan. <laughs> I do not have fire yeah. ready in my house. Um, but even as a kid, there would be these scenes where they would, like, run for distances. And there would be a door that Mike Myers is there. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's like, kind of where my brain immediately went. I was like, well, I've accepted this man getting people... Two mile head start. Yeah, I he can bring somebody in. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. God, that ending was great. <laughs> I'm was just so, so into it. Like that's, yeah. it's like the one scene that makes the movie. It like is, every now and then, there's a movie is. that I'm like, man, this has some issues, but but mm. I would say the only thing for me for the ending was it felt a little. I think the all everything leading up to the point till he gets captured um, underneath the house, the pacing worked really well. The ten the tension was great. But I do feel like once he goes down into the that basement or that bunker, or whatever it was, and they burn him, everything after that kind of just like was very, very fast. Yeah, and I don't know if, again, if that had to do with how they reshot everything and all that stuff. I just felt like the resolution of that movie, the ending of that movie happened too quick. Yeah. And we don't, we obviously don't know what happens to Karen Allison and Lori. We assume, cool, the truck drives them off right. somewhere yeah. and they survive. We get no resolution as to like what happens with Michael. Does he Halloween two style burn again? At the end of the credits, you hear him breathing. So it's like it was left a little too ambiguous for me. That I'm like, well, let's just. I guess they're just hoping that people just assume Michael Myers will come back again. I was gonna say, yeah. I think that that's them kind of playing into you're familiar with this franchise. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. come back. We don't need to do the psychic girl in the lake and bring him back. Yeah, we don't yeah, need yeah. to do these any of these long walks to bring mm-hmm. the dead character back. He got out. He's Mike Myers. Yeah. Yeah. He'll return. Yeah, da, 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 da. or he won't, and like whatever. And I guess we'll see how they clear that up. But I do agree. A part of me was like, oh, I guess we're, I guess we told the story in the arc we were telling. Yeah. And you have to tease us a little bit because that's mm-hmm. just how we make movies and right. horror movies yeah. now. There is never going to be another fin- movie. Finale. There's not a finale yeah. way to end. Exactly. Yeah, there's never going to be a like, and we're done. Yeah. yeah. We're done. Yeah, because the credits rolled and I went, wait, that's it? Yeah. No. Because it's just son like, of a bitch. It stops with a knife and then just goes and scratches. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I, now I'm up because at that point you're on a high. Yeah. You got to at least try to bring me back down. Maybe like, no, yeah. get out there while you're all on TV. Yeah. See, I, That's I, how I, I felt. Yeah. I love that ending though. I, I love panning down on the knife. There was so much weird implications mm-hmm. of is this getting passed on? Is yeah. this right. just an homage to Halloween 4? Right. Are we really safe? It almost did what It Follows tried to do. Where at the end of it, they're being followed by something, and it's like, you're never really free of trauma. Sure. Right. And to me, this almost did it in a better way, because you just see them in it. Mm-hmm. And, and now they've all experienced it yeah. together. So now they no longer, 
they have that interconnection because there was a lot of times where I think Karen actually probably did believe her mom, and but yeah. to a point, she's like, it's over. Like, she's also in denial, her. maybe right. a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. So now to actually have lived through it and been through, it, like, oh, all right, well, well we're, I think we're all that this. speaks to a lot of things in our current climate where people yeah. go through things and other people are like nonsense. No. And then until yeah. they mm. actually have it happen to them, yeah, they yeah. believe it's or like that age old thing of like you know. We're not as racist as we yeah. used to be. And then you open up Twitter and you're like, we might be more racist. I want to go burn my phone now. Thanks. <laughs> oh, man. I want to have yep. some fun. Yep. I just wanted to go to the bathroom for 10 minutes. And now <laughs> nope. I just feel guilty yeah. about all of exactly. my life choices. <laughs> yeah. But I do. Th- I, I, I am curious to see if they potentially explore that in another film of like, now that we've had all three characters go through this trauma together, what does that do for them, right. you know? Yeah, because yeah. this one to me was like, what happens when one person is traumatic and how does it affect their life? Mm-hmm. But now what happens when you're united in that trauma? And they're mm-hmm. all at different generation aspects of their life. Yeah. Like, Lori's older, like she's in the middle and Allison's like still got a whole life to live. Yeah. Like, how does that, like, does she, do they really like let Lori back into regular society now that Michael is supposedly, like, does she go back to trying to be normal again? Yeah. Or, now is Karen more effed or, up because now she's actually lived through it. Like, yeah. she can't become now what Lori was. Like, it's a whole thing they can kind of play with in a family dynamic. Yeah, I almost would want the next movie to really be about, like, what is normal? Mm-hmm. Right. What is normal post-trauma? How do you guys... Almost what Scream does, where mm-hmm. they keep trying to reintroduce these characters into society, and they can't quite get away from right. it. Mm-hmm. It's become, like, public, mm-hmm. you're famous, you can't get away, and then it yeah. literally comes back... Like, I would almost want to see, you know, what is it? What does this happen now when this girl goes to school the next day? Right. Yeah. And everyone's like, we had to evacuate. It was weird. And she's just like shaking. Like whenever a locker closes, she snaps. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Someone brings him up in history. She's like, you know, that's not really what happened. Yeah. Like, this is a bad man. Mm. Like you almost in a weird way now could make a drama Halloween. I'm like, I don't even need it to be that scary. Now yeah. I just want to explore these totally. characters. Yeah. Uh, which is an interesting place to be in. And almost a weird thing for a horror movie to be where I'm like, I am more interested in the drama than I am in these scares. <laughs> like, Here's a question. How do you think Michael actually got captured at the end of the first movie? Because they never explain how. They, don't. they just tell you that Will Patton was point. the first deputy on the scene. Right. Turned himself in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> walked right into yeah. the police station. Walked right into it. He thought it was an ambulance. He had been shot six <laughs> times. Shot in the heart. <laughs> like, I need medical attention. I've yeah. killed so many. I mean, I've been shot so many times. <laughs> Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I imagine if I had to think about it in a very weird, logical way from nonsense that I've seen of like mm. first responders and people and police, he could have gotten five blocks, being shot five times, and just what somebody was on patrol. Right. Like they didn't, yeah. they didn't close that case and go home. Maybe they Will were, Patton ran him over the first time. <laughs> look, yeah. I'm from Chicago. I'm from the North Shore. Illinois cops that aren't in Chicago are bored. Yeah. Yeah. They are swarming that suburb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They finally being killed there. They're yeah. all there. They've, yeah. had no, they've been handing out jaywalking tickets yeah. to high schoolers all day. <laughs> now they get some action. Yeah. They are They're in. around yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason. He's like, I was the first one there, guys. It's <laughs> mine. Right. I did it. <laughs> they won't talk about this for years. <laughs> but no, you tell those skateboarding hoodlums to pack it up. Yeah. I caught a fucking murderer. <laughs> <laughs> I did love the score. That was the next thing I was going to bring yeah. up was in so many ways they pay homage to what came mm-hmm. before. And that score was so original but new. 
they had that one that almost had that Hans Zimmer like boom, yeah. but it was like John Carpentered up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is great because it still has that eerie tension that he does so well mm-hmm. that just no one else does. And when you see it and like and it follows, you're like, this is good, but you're not quite pulling it off. Yeah. Like the he's the OG. Yeah. <laughs> His score is yes. great. When we're watching Halloween 2, the original Halloween 2, and because it's, it's him and Alan Howarth, there's a lot more synth in it. And yeah. it and it like loses something from the original. This also is, has like a lot of synth in it as well. But like whatever, and I don't know if it's because He's now done the score so many times and he plays it every year at all of his concerts and stuff. It still manages to capture the original essence of that score yeah. while also being like a modernized version of it. It's inc- I'm such a musically uninclined person yeah. that when I do see things like that, I'm just so amazed. Like, mm. I don't even know how your brain has to work yeah. to even make a song in the first place and yeah. be like, it's going to fit this tone. And it's going to feel this way and this way. But then to go, OK, that worked in the 70s. I'm going to do this just enough. Yeah. And you're still going to have that feeling, but it's going to be new. Yeah. There's going to be that. It's doing nostalgia well. Yeah. Like he doesn't just play the original score to be like, remember this? Mm -hmm. Remember Halloween? Wasn't it neat? Yeah. (laughs) It was this like new introduction to like make a new classic song. Yeah. It really did feel like I brought up logic earlier, but it's the same way I felt about that album where I was like, oh, this is like old school 90s hip hop. Yeah, the boom but rap. it's like infused in a new and original way. Yeah, that's just evokes an old feeling, but also right. goes with your new story. Yeah, because it is a new story. It is. It's new modernized beats. They're dealing with things the first movie didn't deal with. Yeah, that, like even our society now is dealing with. I I thought they did. I've said it a little bit before, but like the victim blaming, not buying into it, downplaying it, trying mm-hmm. to understand the right. bad person. There's a lot of like rape culture that goes on yeah. and they're like well but what about the rapist yeah and it's like well n- n- no yeah. <laughs> yeah no one cares about that guy we care about these people mm-hmm. and to kind of see that come out i love it when movies this kind of goes right into what i was going to talk about next which is really kind of the the thesis of the podcast the why retell this story and horror always like sci-fi i think does a great job of showing you something that's going on now in a, in a narrative a context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, through a lens that everybody's going to understand. Right. And I thought this movie did such a good job of taking all of these things that are happening and that we see all the time and we've all experienced or know somebody who's experienced. I feel like there's a lot more conversations now about trauma, about mm-hmm. anxiety, about social norms. And like going back to that scene in the diner when her anxiety just takes over, I was like, I feel like so many people have been here. Where even if you don't do it, if you have like a bad day, Terrence and I, we worked together and it was a little sad for a moment. We had a friend pass away at the top of the year in March. And there's just so many times where I'm like talking to people at work or even friends and just want to be like, and then there was Jen. Yeah. And it's it's very weird because you're like, I know I shouldn't do it, yeah. but I want to. I sit on it all and the it's time. here. Yeah. yeah. And to see that scene at the diner, I was just like, yes, this is how it is. Sometimes you just see one thing and you come in. I drove into work the other day, and the song I was listening to after she passed away came on the radio, and I came in, and someone was like, you're in a weird mood. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, a song that I used to love came on, and now it reminds, it's fine. I'm just going to work. Right. But yeah. now this is here. And I thought that was brilliant. So, I, I mean, would you agree that they've, like, found a way to infuse a way to make this well, a I modern? Think, I think that, like, I think the thing that's m- 
crazy that the timing wise is like they wrote this movie before a lot of the stuff that's happened has happened. Yeah. And the fact that they wrote the movie, they, they made this movie with the intention of telling a story that like, they didn't have to do it this way. They didn't even have to do a Laurie Strode story. Right. right. They could have done something completely different. Cause there was rumors that there was, that it was going to take place after two and it was going to be about like the kids of, right. of like Laurie Strode or some of the victims from the, or some of people who were like alive during that time period. But the fact that they settled on, no, let's, let's go back. Let's go back to Laurie Strode, the most important character in that first movie. And let's deal with, what would Lori be like today? And like, I thought that was fascinating. I loved, I loved how they did that. And I love that they decided to go back and honor what Carpenter did and what Jamie Lee Curtis did. And to, to, to basically pick up and say like, yeah, where would this character be? How would they be affected by the events of that? Because it's not something that we've really dealt with in a horror movie. Like yeah. no movie, they kind of touch on it a little bit, but there hasn't been a Friday the 13th or nine on Elm street. That's no. been like, what happened to the character in this movie and how has it affected them 10 years later? This is the first time that it's like, right. let's really dig into the psychology because I think it adds something more realistic also well, to yeah, like yeah. the lore. You still try to live a normal life. Yeah. You had kids and whatnot, but you still have this on you. This is the first time you're saying we're seeing the layers. Well, the of closest that. you yeah. get to that is scream four. Yeah. Yes. Like that's, pre- and which is a weird place to put that because it is still paradoxical Par- in yeah. its nature. Right. But you're right. Like that was a movie that also really dealt with like this has been affecting everybody mm-hmm. who's involved in yeah. this city in this bloodline. It just hasn't gone away. Yeah. Um, but you're right, especially like in the in the slasher side of horror. You know, you have your Hereditaries and yeah. your Witch and Babadook, and it mm-hmm. follows in these movies that are really like we're saying something. Yeah. We'll get very film school about it, and sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. But the slasher genre is usually just like let's rack up a body count, let's make sure we get some young hot people in here, then we'll kill them, then we'll shock you, then there'll be a big showdown, and we'll go home. Mm-hmm. And this was the first one where like we haven't even talked about like any of the scares or the kills because there's been so much to unpack. Yeah. And that's why for all of the movie's shortcomings, I just keep being like, man, they really at least tried to say something. Totally. It did yeah. really just scratch the surface. I would have liked more. Yeah. I think if there's anything else I would have liked to have seen, it's maybe a scene where somebody was like, hey, uh, Strode, good plan. Put everyone in danger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You couldn't, you couldn't maybe lure him there without your daughter and granddaughter or husband. Yeah. yeah. A dude still died because <laughs> you were like, this'll work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even try to get him into the basement. Yeah. You just let him wander around like Jerry and Rick and Morty. <laughs> I feel like she really didn't like him that much. Yeah. It's like, she was like, that's eh, fine. Mike, I've got this idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's been 40 years. I hate this motherfucker. <laughs> Ray's the worst. I've hired these podcasters. They're going to get your mask. <laughs> then I need you. Look, there's this woman who has the same knife. Yeah. Kill her with a hammer. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we just got to get you the knife. Yeah. Um, I loved that, though. Uh, do you guys have anything else on the movie, or should we move on to the box office numbers? Um, I, I guess my final thoughts on the movie is there are some things that I think could have been stronger. I would have liked to have connected with some of the characters more and maybe dealt a little deeper with the trauma, especially because they talked it up so much in all the marketing. Um, but overall, like... Very satisfied and very surprised that it did what it did in like 90, I would say 90% of it, they executed extremely well. And it was just great to see Jamie Lee Curtis doing something like that because I don't really feel like I've ever seen Jamie Lee Curtis do a role like that before. And the one scene in the restaurant was just so emotional. And I was so surprised yeah. by that. I thought, damn, I want to see more of like yeah, this. Yeah, I, like, I kind of want. 
outside of Halloween. Yeah. I want to see just Jamie do more drama. Agreed. Like, I feel like she kind of got typecast into being the Scream Queen stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even on Scream Queens on the TV show, like, right. just literally what she's been doing. Yeah. Like, she's bigger and better than that. And yeah. Just what we've seen in this short amount of time in this film yeah. showed that. Yeah. I agree. And I, I think my biggest takeaway was we've now, between H2O, Halloween Resurrection, Rob Zombie's Halloween's, Oof. three, four times now tried to bring this brand back to what it was yeah. in Halloween 1. This was, to me, the first time I really walked away and was like, this is now a, a franchise I can take seriously again. Yeah. For a long time, totally. I was like, ah, they've gotten campy and ridiculous, and Mike Myers just racks up body counts, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's going to find the victim, and he's going to kill them, or he's not, and Loomis is going to have some bit about it being 15 years. <laughs> this reminds me a lot of the Nightmare series, because I, I love all of those movies. I can watch them all, and, like, and they have some, and like, oh, this is crap, this is crap, this is crap, but they're original Took a minute before we got a sequel that was like, all right, this is on par. And it wasn't until a new nightmare that you're like, all right. You don't like Dream Warriors? I love Dream Warriors, <laughs> but I can I can honestly, as much as I love that movie, can say that like it does not hold a candle to the original. Oh or, no, it's or, mm. night, or night or the the new nightmare. Pure mm-hmm. insanity. But those, <laughs> it took a minute for like you to kind of tell a different story and tell something a little slightly different, a little tweak. And and I feel like that those two films book in feel like the two bookends for the Halloween mm-hmm. series. Yeah, it's like I said, I would be fine if. You know, make your own continuity. If you really want to live in Rob Choose Zombie's world, go yeah. for it. If you yeah. want to have the movie end in Halloween Resurrection, which I really only ever watched 20 minutes of, and we're done. You um, don't like reality television? I don't. <laughs> if I'm being honest, uh, I watched on one reality show and it gave me a small appreciation for it, but you know what? I never cared. Yeah. It would be so bizarre because they have actors shooting their own. It's just a weird movie. Just a, a mess of a yeah. film. <laughs> I'm just and not even going to make a comment on that movie. It's a dumpster fire. <laughs> yep. There really are like four movies in this franchise that I'm like, yeah, gotta see those, man. And <laughs> yeah. the rest, if you want, please do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we'll do that when we wrap up. This hmm. box office, though. Jesus. There's a lot to dissect. So the numbers are in, if you guys haven't seen it. It was projected at around 50. Yeah. Jason Blum wanted 60. Mm-hmm. Both of those numbers put you in the top 10 R-rated horror movies of all time. Both mm-hmm. of those numbers would make you the highest grossing Halloween movie of all time. Correct. This movie made $77.5 million domestically on a $10 million production budget. Yeah. First of all, $10 million well spent. Well, yeah. That does not feel like a 10 mil movie no. at all. And I think that's... I think Blumhouse normally spends five. They're usually two yeah. to five. Two to five. In that range. They're yeah. starting... Five is now starting to be their benchmark. It started to used to be like two to three. Gotcha. Five is now. So this puts it at the highest ranking Halloween movie of all time. Yes. The next one, uh, without scaling for inflation, mm-hmm. would be Halloween 07 at mm-hmm. 26 mil, both opening in about three and a half thousand theaters. Mm-hmm. Then you go Halloween 2, also Rob Zombies, then H2O, Resurrection 2, Curse of Mike Myers, Return, da 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 da. Yeah. Um, this is insane for this franchise. This is crazy. It's insane. It's now the second grossing movie of all time behind it. For R rated horror yeah. for October. For Oct- it's the second biggest opening for October, which is. God damn it, Venom. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Because I keep being like, is it Venom? And they're like, well, what else would it be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I'm surprised by that as well, but that's a whole Yeah, I feel like we could do a whole yep. podcast next yep. week if there's not a movie coming yeah. out to just be like, what is going on this October? Yeah. yeah. And it's weird too because, like, we, so we saw it, we saw it really late on Thursday. We didn't see it until 11 o'clock, and it was not that busy. And I thought, 
thought, damn, is this movie going to pull in numbers? Yeah. And I, it must have been the 7 o'clock shows on Thursday. Our 7 was packed. Our 7 was full. Yeah, see, the, it was probably that and then, like, all of, like, the weekend. Yeah, because, yeah, like, Friday it had it around 30, and I got into a conversation with our friend of the show, Zane, my roommate, who's been on a number of times mm. as well, of, like, is Saturday really a bigger day than Friday's? And I'm sure there's all sorts of numbers and research sure. you can do, but it seems like this time it was because it jumped 40 mil. That's yeah. crazy. Saturday, and I'm trying to really figure out how. Like, what, was there just more advertising? Is this a return to form? I think, truthfully, I think because the 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 word of mouth was so good coming from critics from all the mm-hmm. from all the screenings that it did at like TIFF and stuff. Yeah, I think there were some doubters. Who were like, I'll wait to see what people say on Thursday and Friday. Yeah. And then I think when they heard on Thursday and Friday how good it was, they went, fuck it, let's go. And they probably all came out on Saturday to watch it. And today, probably. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that Sunday numbers are weird because it yeah. was like noon. They said this. I was like, yeah, it's going to make some more. It's going to make more. Yeah, I think tomorrow it'll probably hit maybe like an extra two to three mil, maybe. Yeah. Our first Halloween, like not titled Halloween. This is our first scary movie kind of October. So the other I thing that's crazy. So. Yes. So. I, you already have one audience that wants to see it, and then you have the other, the older audience who's like, "Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis." It's Halloween. Like, this isn't Rob Zombie effing up stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, now back to kind of form. So well, it has, it's been that. about ten years. So right. Yeah. Also, so right on the money, movie, yeah. like that. The audience from that movie is kind of gone. Yeah. And yeah. I also think that there is something to be said about the pedigree of Blumhouse now. Oh, there's like such a respected studio when it comes to They're getting like marvelous, like even though yeah. budget-wise is different, but they're sure. getting like, you see that logo, you're like, well, I'm in. Which is crazy, because sometimes you get truth or dare, and sometimes right. you get get out, but because when that, you get get out, it's... Yeah. But we also did get a trailer for Happy Death Day to you, <laughs> and I'm like, lie. yeah, that, that looks so good. the first one, I'm so in. You haven't this, seen the first one? No! Dude, I saw it, I went to TwitchCon last year, and like, Cameron and Emma and I, we were like, it was so hot. We're like, let's just walk into a theater. And that movie was on. Like, whatever. We'll go see it. It, it probably is going to be so stupid. We walked out of the theater. We're like, that was like the one of the best things I've seen all <laughs> oh, year. Yeah. It was so fun. I'm so pumped. You, that wa- you got to watch crushed it. it. Yeah, it, it was great. That it was trailer. so good. Spoils the entire first movie. I don't care. You still have the first movie. So fun. <laughs> yeah, <still> <laughs> I was like, ah, they told me who the killer was. Yeah. I just don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, no, it's, Which, it's fun. I've never seen that happen before. Where they just like out the gate, the first ten seconds of the new trailer, like, so this is what happened in the movie. You may not have seen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that's oh, well. <laughs> Avengers 4 trailer will have to be. They'll be yeah, like, right. I had to catch you up <laughs> yeah. previously on the Avengers. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Everyone's dead. Oh. So yeah, I think it's a multitude of those things. But I mean, well, the other wild part of it to me is now in October, in this year, is the first time, I think, I have the numbers so I can like literally just figure it out. It absolutely is. The Nun and Halloween both popped the top five R-rated horror movies of all time. Yeah. Back to back. Yeah. Mm. Is there just a hunger for horror? Are these also just giant franchises? Because these are tentpole. Like, The Nun is part of that Conjuring world. That's yeah. a huge thing right now. Um, and I, yeah, it, they are two massive tentpole films. Um, to jump, to do this, these numbers for R rated movies is ridiculous. Well, that's kind of the funny thing, right? Because our other friend of the show, Matt Kanopka, who does who used to do the Killer Horror cast, tweeted out like, "Oh, it made this much money. Studios need to start listening. R-rated horror movies make money." And I was like, "Well, I disagree. I think I, they do make money. I disagree that studios don't recognize that." 
Yeah. But I do will say, if you look at the openings, uh, it 123 mil opening, which is wild. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, this is the only list box office list where the discrepancy is almost a 50% drop. In the yeah. Next line, which yeah. also speaks to like horror movies aren't always that successful. Right. Right. Cause then as soon as you get out of the top 10, it drops from the forties to like the mid thirties. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting bag, but I can't think that outside of superhero movies like sure. Black Panther and the Avengers, I've never seen two movies in a genre with the same rating break records back to back. Plus, yeah. I think a lot of it too is like I think studios and marketing agencies are are more aware on how to advertise horror movies. And I think right. they're doing a lot better job. Because yeah. if you look at trailers for horror movies in the in the, like the eighties, nineties, eighties are like very cheeseball. In the nineties, I feel like they couldn't they didn't really understand what horror was. I feel like now we're in a time where and I think it also helps that pe- that filmmakers are making smart horror movies. Right. Like Get Out and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I, I think because they're treating the marketing a little more seriously and not just like dumb, stupid horror, I think it's helping. I think people are more invested. Like I think if they can find a way to make the trailers and TV spots scarier and creepier and more intriguing, then of course I think people are going to want to go see these movies. And I think also we're getting away from making just like bloody horror movies. Yes. We're making psychological, a lot of times they're more psychological thrillers that are like have horror elements in them. Well, and I think audiences are getting smarter too. Yeah. Like, and, I, and I think audiences want something that's a little bit meatier. Yeah. Not all the time. I think you Not do see time, a mix. Yeah. And I'm yeah. the same way. I enjoyed the nun the way I enjoyed being on a roller coaster. Yeah. Right. I got off of the ride and just deleted it from my yeah. brain because yeah. it's a yeah. stupid movie. Well, and I think you need that, right? Yeah. You can't have every movie be like Get Out because Everything then it's like the genre was boring. Yeah. Because if I had every film like Hereditary, I'd probably have a drinking habit. Exactly. Oh, I'd be exhausted. You need a mix. You have to have a mix. Well, and you need to decompress. And when your hobby also becomes like everything needs to be highly intellectual, you're not decompressing anymore. If every movie's like Inception, we're like, Jesus Christ. Want to go be exhausted for two hours? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, The only other cool thing to note about the movie is it's the first time that the franchise has been certified fresh on Round Tomatoes since the original, sitting at a Mm. sweet, sweet 80% critics, 78 audience. Nice. That's a B-plus cinema score. Yeah. Yeah. So, are so we're back. Yeah. yeah, we're back. And guys, that leads me to my last point because oh, I'm going to oh cut boy. one point for time's sake because I think we covered it anyways. What do we want next from the Halloween franchise? Oh God, <laughs> this is such a we we talked about it a little bit. I man, I I still would like to if if we stick with the story of Lori, Karen, and Allison, I would like to go deeper into the trauma. I want to know now, like, what are these other two characters feeling? You know, like how has how is the trauma different from Lori? Basically, if we could if we could find a way to explore Allison's trauma with this event to get a sense of what it was like for Lori forty years ago, I yeah. think that could be really interesting. For the time that we, yeah. we visually didn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because a lot of times they talk about like, well, what what, what happened to Lori Strode on November first, nineteen seventy eight, when she went back to school? Yeah, like what was that like? That would be no support, probably. Well, that's why, like, I do think that wherever we go, it needs to kind of do what Halloween two, the original did, just pick up the very next. That as soon as we close yeah. out, mm-hmm. we should be opening back up so that we can see the aftermath of yeah. literally what we just saw. Because I don't want too much time to, to space because yeah. I want to see, be in it. Because especially if he's breathing, he's at this point, if Michael Myers was burnt up and is still breathing, yeah. he's coming after those strolls with an abandon. Yeah. Now <laughs> yeah. he's pissed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> once, twice, damn it. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be just frustrated. Yeah. I imagine if he talked, he'd be like, can I, it's amazing how many people I can kill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> except you, just, three. Just, so they, except for you. 
I feel like that's around. Your name starts with a Strode. <laughs> <laughs> and then I met you. That's right. Yeah. And you ruined everything. If it wasn't for those meddling kids. <laughs> um, no, I think you guys touched on exactly what I would want to see. I want to see more of the trauma. I think this just for some reason popped in my head when you're like, I want to see the next day at school. Yeah. I want to see the next day at school for the daughter. And I want to stay in the school. Yeah. I want her to go to school. People believe her, not believe her, make up stories. And then I want Mike Myers want Mike in that school. school? Oh. And then I want it. One location. That would be fun. That would be crazy. And I want her trying to call Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis and call Judy Greer, and maybe they come in in the third act. Right. That's That'd be what insane. I want. Nice. Yeah. Because I don't think, yeah, I don't think Halloween's ever been in like one. one maybe Resurrection, I guess. Yeah. yeah, but that was very bad. Yeah. It was very bad. <laughs> uh, I would like them to do that, but well. But better, exactly. <laughs> I don't ask for a lot. That's, just quality entertainment. That's the other thing, too, is like, do those characters stay in Haddonfield or do they get the hell out of there? That's my other thing. We've been here for a while. Why are you get still the there? fuck out yeah. of Dodge. Yeah. I know people who have left the Midwest for substantially less, less reasons. reasons. Yeah. Some people just don't like the yeah. cold. It's <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah. That was <laughs> a w- guys have people murdering That's right. This dude literally has an Ibo. He comes in every Halloween, yeah. slaughters half of you. The housing prices must be yeah. ridiculously cheap. Should we move to Hadfield? Fuck no. Yeah. I don't know. You can make 20K and yeah. have a house. Uh, you just have to flip deal some with- properties. Uh. <laughs> You'll flip it in a day. That's right. Look, he's dead. I know we've said this many times. Yeah, that's right. I want some like goofy mayor who's like, this time we got him. <laughs> just, should just be the from Jaws. It would be great. Yes. God. We have to close the beach. That's right. <laughs> close the Haddonfield City. No. <laughs> no, no, we have to keep it open. The yeah. tax write-offs. They're making right. a movie. Now it's just screen. Oh, God. <laughs> now it's just screen. Yeah. Okay, one last question, and then we will get out. Sure. Now Jason Blum has done this. Yeah. I think we all agree he's brought it back to form. Mm-hmm. Even if it has problems with it, this is the best we've seen the mm. franchise in a long time. If he can take another slasher franchise, your Fridays, your Nightmares, your Screams, which one would you like to see him tackle? Mm. See, this is rough because my immediate brain, because I want to see this character back on screen, is Nightmare on Elm Street. But I think we've got we've gotten some classic elements of that that I don't necessarily know if he can fix that or make that better than what we the the mini films of that we've gotten from that. Right. So my brain goes to something that I think is. I remember it better, but it's not really of high quality, and I think he can make it a better film. I think that I know what you did last summer films. Could Which be, he wants. Yes, I the think two he has in said his he wants could be a. He could turn that because there's not that much lore to it, but he can he can tweak it enough. Well, and that's like, a good one too because the fanship isn't what it is to a Jason, Freddy, or Mike. Right. So yeah. you right. can really fuck with canon. You can do totally. I'm 100% on board for that. I'm so, now that you said it, because I was like, Freddy, Jason, ah. I know what you did last summer. I'm in. Sign me up. See, I'm in in that same boat. I'm like, ah, whatever. Freddy, Jason, we can go. I picked my starter Pokemon. It's Mike Myers. Like, I I got the big one. For me, and I don't know if it should be Jason Blum, but I love those Scream movies, and I would love someone to bring it back. I don't know if it's him. I also don't know if I'm like, you should have everything. Yeah. But I would kind of love it if him and Jordan Peele tackled a Candyman I would like to situation. Mm. I think Peele actually has Candyman. I think yeah, isn't that, isn't that happening? I don't know if it's Blum is, well, it might be because they they're a partnership together, but I know Peele does have Candyman. Like, he's working on a yeah. script. And I'm just going to say it. If we're going modern horror, give him Saw and get that franchise back on track. Yes. Yeah. 
because I love it so much and it's so it, bad. It, it went, it went, it went away. It oh, went yeah. in a direction for I sure. It almost came back and yeah. nobody cared. No, and they no. shouldn't have because it was trash. Yeah, yeah. That'll do it, guys. <laughs> Halloween was great. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Um, by the way, we're done with spoilers. I totally forgot to bring that up. Oops. You're fine. Yeah. You made it this far, you're good. Yeah, I know. You've been hitting that yeah. fast forward button. That's you're right. fine. You made it. Um, you can obviously leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe there. Give us some five stars. I think we did a good job today. Um, you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Hollywood already did it. And we can talk about movies and all sorts of fun stuff. You can give us topics and all that other jazz. You can also do that by emailing us at HollywoodAlreadyDidIt at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at HollywoodADI, Instagram at HollywoodAlreadyDidIt. I'm at, as always, Blake. Terrence and I do another show called One More Drink, which is a comedy show. It comes out every Friday. I also have a new podcast yeah. with Justin Donaldson from Tournament of Nerds called How Do You Figure about collecting action figures. So if you like toys, give us a listen. <laughs> the first episode was... Oh, man, we did them all out of order. The first episode is definitely up, and it's about DC superpowers. I got there. It was the third mm. one we recorded. Listen to that. It's great. Adam, where can people find you and what do you have to plug? Um, so I do Hyperheroes every single Thursday night at 9.30 with Hector Navarro and Augustine Rios. That's live on YouTube at youtube.com slash hyperrpg. And then all my social media is super easy. It's just my name, Adam Hlavik, A-D-A-M-H-L-A-V-A-C. If there's a social media channel, I'm probably on it. <laughs> and you did do that great video explaining the timeline. I that's did. on YouTube Yeah, as well. that's crazy. That video got over 500,000 views yeah, now. I it's it mind-blowing. Like, Damn. Yeah, I was surprised. But yeah. Uh, I'm doing stuff all the time. So just follow me on social media, interact with me. Let's talk about Halloween. I want to know what people think about this movie and how it ranks uh, with all the other films. I mean, to me, it's the second best one, right? I agree. Agreed. Agreed. That's why I was like, we don't need to list that. No. You're all at agreement. General consensus. It's the best since the first. (laughs) Yep. I'll die on that hill. (laughs) All right, guys, we will be back next week. Go listen to all the great shows that all of these fine people put out, and we'll see you later. Later. Later.